It's Wednesday, March 13th, 2019 at one o'clock Eastern time. And this is Higher Ed Live Special Edition. I'm your host, Andrew Castle. On today's live broadcast, we're talking about making and measuring animated content using the graphic interchange format. In a little while, you'll find out how we pronounce that acronym correctly. If the special edition broadcast is part of the Higher Ed Live Network, all of our episodes offer you direct access to the best and brightest minds in education. Be a part of our live broadcast by sharing your knowledge. Participate in today's discussion by tweeting us using hashtag Higher Ed Live. All of our episodes are free and easy to access in the video archives at higheredlive.com or take Higher Ed Live with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. Higher Ed Live is produced by M. Stoner, a digital first agency committed to tailored solutions that drive results. And it is my pleasure to welcome John Steven Stanzel from the University of Central Arkansas. He creates great content. I have met him at uh, conferences I have attended and then engaged with him online. He is an inspiration to me in my work at the university. Hello, John Steven, how are you this morning? Hello, doing well. How's it going? And your name is two is your two first names with a hyphen, John Steven Stansel, yes. not John Steven Stansel. Yes, John hyphen Steven. I'm John without an H and Steven with. My parents really didn't have SEO and easy search in mind when they <laughs> named me. Um, people also refer to me as JS if that's easier. So I think John Steven flows really nicely. <laughs> so first, we're going to use this word a lot today. How do you pronounce the acronym for graphic interchange format? Hard G all the way, GIF. <laughs> GIF is what I say too. Yeah. Uh, and so the, go ahead. I think the argument that I hear most is that the creator of the GIF pronounces it with a soft G, but you know what? Reader writes the text. It's, you know, all about the user and, you know, the, the founding fathers thought we'd celebrate Independence Day on the 2nd of July and we celebrated on the 4th. So <laughs> there, you know, authorial intention doesn't really mean a lot. Right. I didn't even hear that. When the first time I saw the acronym, I, it, I, I said GIF in my mind. And that's just what I said. It made sense to me. So other people who pronounce it differently, they are entitled to their wrong idea. Mm -hmm. exactly. I, so what do you do? Um, you're in the marketing communications department at University of Central Arkansas. Yes. Uh, what is your uh, org chart like? Who do you report to? Who do you give your metrics to? Okay. So uh, we are housed in university advancement and I report to our director of communications. Um, so my official title is uh, digital media strategist, which was created to kind of give the position some room to grow. So if Mark Zuckerberg shuts it all off tomorrow, I still have a job. Um, so yeah, I uh, work in the office of university marketing and communications. And who do you, when you turn in your numbers, who looks at the metrics with you? Uh, usually our uh, director of, uh, our director of communication and our overall director of the the, organ the department. And one of the things that, and you were working on this last fall and it, it went live late in October, November, you made a series of reaction gifts with your college president. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll, and where can people see those? So you can, if there's a hashtag they can go, they want to look in the back channel right now on Twitter, they can find them. Yeah. You can, uh, if you go to Giphy, where our channel is just called UCA Bears. Uh, if you want to search in GIF search on Twitter or on Instagram, just search UCA Bears. Uh, we're the first thing that comes up with that search. 
Right, and for the gifts that I've made for University of Alaska Fairbanks, um, if you go on Twitter and you open the gift search bar, I tag all of them, UA Fairbanks as well. You can see a bunch of stuff in there. So if you want to spend some time or if you want to in the back channel, um, pick some questions about one of those gifts, our producer Bianca will see those. And if you have specific questions about them, we can answer them as we go because um, there's a big collection of gifts in there. Um, so uh, gifts are great. How do gifts work? in the mind of, of a user when they see it. So what, what's your opinion of why they are so engaging? Well, I think they're really useful as they make it easy to express what's difficult in uh, you know 280 characters or just in the written medium. You know, sarcasm doesn't really come off well when you're sending a text or you're writing a tweet. Uh, it can make a very pithy re reply work really well. Um, for a brand, it definitely can humanize the brand and, you know, soften a blow when maybe giving a student news they don't really want to hear sometimes, you know, you know, sorry, class isn't going to be canceled today. Womp, womp. <laughs> um, so that's really helpful. Um, and again, from a brand standpoint, I think it's really helpful to be able to uh, share content that people are going to engage with and they're going to recognize as, as, as human and authentic. And so even though your gifts are like, they're definitely produced, nice camera, good editing, animated text, all that stuff that you added on there, mm -hmm. it's still, it, it feels like there's a good feeling that comes through just using it and seeing it. Was that intentional on your part? I think so. Um, I think one part of it was really, it came through with being in social media and having to make the most out of their scraps you know, we're not always first in, in line for uh, for getting content creation. Um, you know, a lot of resources are going to other places, and and, and many times justly so. Um, but with the the mascot gifts, where it started is we had the mascot in the studio for another photo shoot for something else, and I said, hey, give me fifteen minutes with them. Grab some video. I took some um, I took emoji flashcards. I just printed off a bunch of emoji and just said, made flashcards and said, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this, uh, to get those reaction gifts. And we were able to create something that didn't take a whole lot of time, but we got a whole lot of ROI out of it. So it was fantastic. That um, splits off into two questions. And I'm gonna, uh, later on, I wanna talk a little bit about uh, the tools that you use uh, for making gifts on the go, live gifting, and then in the studio. So we'll be talking about those tools a little bit later on. But the first I wanna know, who did you have to talk to to get the buy-in for the president? Like how far up the chain did you have to go until the president took time out of his day to do that? Not very far at all. Um, I talked to our director of media relations and flew the idea past her. Our president is really outgoing. He's very active on social media and um, just giving, running the idea past him really quickly. He was, he said yes in a heartbeat. So is that essential, do you think, having leadership that knows what social, that sort of gets, for lack of a better word, social media? Oh, uh, yes. I, you know, it's a, I, I wanna say yes and no. I, I think they need to get it. They need to understand it. If they're not comfortable being involved. Before you go on with that, I want to stop right there and ask, like, understand it. Now, I know leaderships of the university, they understand what social media is, but talk a little bit about what you mean by understanding, not just the concept of social media, but they, how it works. What do, what do you mean by that? They need to understand that social media is real life. And at the end of the day, I think there is sometimes you'll run into that mentality of, 
well, it's just people commenting on Twitter. It's not really a big deal. Those are real people. Those are real opinions. Those are real thoughts. Uh, and it is, it's just as real as somebody writing a handwritten letter to your office of, of complaint or congratulations. And we need to recognize it as such. And I think university leadership needs to recognize it as such. So that's kind of where I, I, I stand on understanding of social media it goes much much deeper into that but that's a good place to start seeing it as a it's a part of the life of the university it's not just a, a communications tool that we use right. to push out a, a flyer which i know is a soft uh, i don't want to get into flyers with you right now john stephen i know that's a thing Oof, so yeah. it's it's incorporating it more than just the idea of a communications tool but the lifeblood of the the spirit and the soul of the university exactly so you said to the president, hey, let's do these things. And he's from his use of social media, knew the language of what you were asking him to do. Did he know the gifts already before you showed them to him or did you have to like mimic them for him? Right. So the idea was to take commonly used gifts and recreate them with the president. So uh, what I did is I uh, uploaded a bunch of them onto an iPad and brought them into the studio, brought them into his office and, and showed, played the gifts. Okay, we're going to recreate, recreate you know, this Justin Timberlake blankly staring at the camera gif, or, you know, the the Brent Rambo gives the thumbs up on his computer gif. Um, and he, he knew most of them. Uh, there were certain reactions he wanted to use on his personal account. So he had a handwritten list, uh, you know, a little post-it note of gifs he wanted to create, which was really exciting and really fun. In fact, one of the ones that he requested is one of our most widely used ones of, of him just going nom, 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 like he's shoveling soup into his mouth. Um, I would never have thought of that gift myself, but uh, it worked really well. What a great collaboration between you as the content creator and the university leadership. Um, and he must have trusted you in the job that you're doing to let you into his office to take this time. So have you engaged with him before? Or was this the first time that you sort of seen him in a social media way? Um, he's a very hands-on president. You know, my so first my, my first week here, uh, my keys to the building weren't um, hadn't been made yet. So he actually lit, I got here early and he lit me into the building, which was uh, you know, <laughs> kind of set the tone of what kind of president he is in, in my mind. Um, but we had talked just a little bit when I first got here, we had met and talked about social media and some social media philosophy. And, um, uh, but this was the first major project that we've worked on together. And that's a whole, I mean, getting leadership to work with social media, um, people and the teams on their campuses, that's a whole other episode. I don't want to mm -hmm. get down in there. Is there one tip that you would say for getting, um, leadership to buy in for weird or offbeat content creation? Um, I think having the mascot gifts first really helped uh, in being able to see the results that, hey, this went over really well. Uh, in fact, the main idea to get the president involved came from students. We did a Instagram poll and said, what, you know, we've made these gifts. What else would you like to see? And we got several, several requests for presidential gifts. So you um, grab some uh, value added shoot with the mascot, turn it into something that you could show work with metrics, ask some students their input, what they would like to see in the president. How could you turn that down? You had exactly. so much data to show about what was working. What sort of metrics do you look at? How do you, I mean, what, for my Giphy channel, I can look there and I can see gifts I've made over the past three, four years have 80 million views. Great, what does that turn into? How, who do I tell that to? I tell it to myself to be like, hey, keep on doing what you're doing. What metrics do you look at? Exactly. Well, you know, Giphy doesn't have really the most robust 
uh, metric reporting, uh, basically tells you how many views you get. So uh, you, you can export a, uh, a spreadsheet, download right. it right from your Giphy channel, and it doesn't lift you a name of the GIFs, it just shows the URL of the GIF and then the views. So you've got to click on it to see which one you, not even that you can't even give it a title for it. Exactly. Um, so, and then also the, the views are a little bit skewed from what I, I've heard is when you do your gift search and all of those gifts show up in the, the gift search menu, each one of those counts as a view, whether or not that's used or not. So if you have 200 gifts, every time somebody searches and scrolls your gifts, that's 200 added views to your, your total, uh, view count. Um, that said, I think it's symptomatic of, of high usage. You know, you can't look at, you know, a million GIF views a week and say, okay, well, you know, these metrics are a little skewed. I think that in and of itself tells you these are getting used and used frequently. And then on top of that, we, you know, uh, I do a lot of social listening and spot a lot of GIFs being used in the wild. Uh, and that to me really signifies, hey, this is getting used a lot. And then outside- Do you screenshot of, those and turn them in as, as part of your report or do you just get the good feeling and move on? Oh, I've got a folder on my desktop called Why We Tweet. And whenever I see something good, I screen cap it and put it into that folder and I just kind of compile it um, for anybody who, I'll show it to whoever wants to see it. Uh, so, those, so the metrics reports that you do, that's one thing, but this is something you just save in case somebody asks about it. You don't- uh, No, no, I, I share it, uh, especially if it's, specific to somebody who I don't think is ever going to see it on Twitter. You know, if somebody says, hey, the, you know, the lady in the cafeteria is so nice today and we, you know, she makes me smile every time. And I send that to our food services people, you know, let them know. Uh, Cause I know she's not on Twitter. Uh, so <laughs> I, I try to share those as much as possible. Um, is it something that uh, has the president ever asked, like, how are my gifts doing? Or has your boss ever said, hey, how are those presidential gifts doing? Has anyone ever followed up with you about them? Uh, yeah. Well, one, you know, I, I think our leadership and, and my supervisors are very active. They're, they're following up without even me reporting. They're seeing some of this themselves. Um, and then back to what you're saying, you know, anecdotally, when you see our president tweet, use a GIF, Students reply to the president with a presidential GIF. He replies to that with a GIF. And there's this whole conversation between the, our, our president and our students just being told in GIFs of our president. I mean, that's just value right there. So is that your goal that you said at the beginning? Was the goal just to make these things to see if you could do it? Did you have GIF you specific number in mind? Like the, you got to set a goal and then you get your metrics. We, we want our students using the branded gifts. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's great that the, it engages the community. Um, they get really involved. The students are kind of proud to be able to use them. Um, but also internally, you know, one of the struggles being in higher ed social media is in addition to your main account, you have however many bazillion smaller accounts on campus where every single department, our, our university lock shop has a, a Facebook page, you know. Um, and giving them resources that they can use that are branded and also is a bit of um, mitigate some risk in certain gifts where you have social media managers on campus who aren't full-time social media managers who may not understand internet culture, but they know how to use a GIF, but not always know how to choose the right one. Um, they might use something in a, 
accidentally use something inappropriate if it's not a branded GIF. By providing them branded GIFs, they can uh, we can say, okay, this has got Bruce the Bear on it. This has got the UCA president on it. This has our school colors. These are the ones that you need to be using is really beneficial internally. Is there a website where they find the links or do you just say search these hashtags to find these gifts? How do users find the gifts you make? Um, we tell them to search uh, UCA bears in the uh, the Giphy search. Uh, for the president, we may, we did one tag just for him so he can always find his uh, gifts. So if you just search uh, Prez Davis, uh, his gifts are all that come up. Um, Thankfully, I don't think there's another Prez Davis right now that's got any gifts. So, um, but that's really helpful as well. Um, which has been the most used? Which has been the most viewed? Um, for us, it's been the gift stickers that have been used on uh, mm. Instagram stories and on Snapchat. And for us, it's one that I, I made uh, for finals week that says good luck and has a um, little Scantron with the bubbles filled in with the letters UCA. Uh, outlined and uh, that one has alone has received just over 6 million views. That is, I mean, so that what that's one of the biggest numbers that you can report for your metrics. I'm assuming like has, has any Facebook post ever reached 6 million people? Uh, not, not of ours. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not of mine either. I guess if you have a bigger school, you might reach 6 million people. So are those numbers too big for, um, your bosses and the people that you work with to sort of understand what they mean? Or are they just like, oh, that's great. Keep it up. Like, how does it, has it given you the power to do more of the stuff that you want to do showing that these things work? Oh, uh, with the Giphy channel. Yes. I've been given a lot of liberty to, to go and just devote a lot of time to it. Um, you know, we try to do a, a, a couple stickers for almost every occasion. We do one for, for homecoming, for major holidays, things so like that. So do you make the stickers? Is there a designer on your team that makes them for you? Because, you know, you want them to be brand. You want them to look good. You want, you know, you want to behave the way that you want. How does that uh, workflow work for you? Um, I have learned from the school of YouTube of how to animate gift stickers myself. You'll see that they're not the most polished ones. But I think in the language of gifts, you can get away with that a little bit. Um, I do have a little bit of graphic design under my belt. So they're all kind of follow the branding rules and our guidelines and things like that. Also, uh, as I mentioned, using the scrap. So let's say our designer for, for homecoming, our, you know, we had a designer create a, a logo for this year's homecoming. I just borrowed those elements from her, made shift animated them. So they wiggle a little bit and uh, made a sticker out of it. So that, that, the idea of using resources that are being made for other projects, like um, at my school, we use Basecamp as a project management tool. And there are files where all the stuff sort of goes and lives. So that is a great sort of resource to go and see what, I might not be in all the Basecamp projects, but I can certainly search through all the documents and find new pieces of content or material in there that I could pull out to create some of these tools. is So that sort of goes along with finding the stuff that's out there and repurposing that other people are making to make the most of resources that are happening on your campus. Exactly. The other thing that you said was the school of YouTube. Like we work as social media managers and content creators for, the, for higher ed, like all the time, the pressure is on, get people to come to our school, engage with alumni, engage with current students, tell them what's going on, make the faculty feel loved, make it the leadership know what's happening. We have to perform and do our best all the time. But what I have found with making gifts is that's the time to learn. That's the time to experiment that I don't necessarily have 
much of during the rest of the day. And it gets my imagination sort of fired up when it's like, what can I make today? What can I find to make? Is that something that you've encountered yourself? Does Do you set time aside to make a gift a day? How do you find the time to do that? Yeah, that comes down to chalking up to both professional development and content creation in the same go. Uh, I've learned a lot by kind of experimenting and making making some of these gifts, especially What's the, the stickers. worst gift you've made. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know, I spent a lot of time on one for graduation, and it's still up there that scrolls across the screen and says UCA grad. Um, but I made I, I was so proud of myself because I was going to really put a lot of frames into this and make it look like it really. But I animated it so it was so long that on the gift sticker it. It it doesn't cycle through before your story ends. You know you, how how your your frame on the story will end before the the gif goes through its first cycle. So that's definitely the worst one I've ever made. I probably <laughs> need to pull that one down. Uh, but I, I learn by by making it. So I think that's the that's the most fun. Is like okay, I'm going to make a gift today. What I'm going to make? What have I got around to make? One of the things that I have found. Um, for uh, resources for gifts is we have the public television station mm -hmm. on our campus that broadcasts. So they have shows all the time. That's a great sort of uh, idea to, okay, what show was on tonight? I can make a promotional gift for that show, which leads me to the thing I wanted to talk about really quickly, because if anybody's out there thinking about making gifts is the, the fair use idea for using pop culture gifts and things like that. And how in higher ed, if you take a longer, a, a smaller piece of something that's longer, you're just using one or two seconds of it, and you're creating a reaction gift from Supernatural or Game of Thrones or anything like that, it's okay for us to use that stuff and to put it out there on our channels because we are just transforming it into something new. And it, it, because we're educational institutions, we have more of a, a leeway to do that sort of work. Do you make pop, pop culture gifts too? Or you, do you stick pretty much with stuff that's in your uh, with the mascot and the president branded like that i pretty much stick to to branded gifts um and kind of playing off some of the pop culture ones a little bit um mainly because we really want that giphy channel to we want to push the brand as much as we can um and that's been been really helpful in that regard uh one of the oh, so um what tools now it's time for tools talk uh what tools do you use to make it like if you're out there if you're at graduation do you do live gifting when you're at events uh no not really um what i i mainly do with the gifts is i'll use uh i'll animate them in either photoshop or for video gifts i will edit them um in adobe premiere and then run them through uh giphy one thing i have found and you mentioned kind of back to earlier about yeah, they have text on them and they have little animations but i've learned the more polished they look sometimes the less authentic they feel so i will go in and add captions in giphy with impact with that deep black outline on there so it looks has that look of a common gif rather than you know use our branded typefaces and things like that um i'll i'll try i'll use the tools within giphy to make sure they look like a gif if that makes sense so a little bit more about that. Look like a gift, like it's something that some you know twelve-year-old made in their bedroom at two o'clock in the morning. That sort of thing. Maybe, maybe let's, let's say sixteen-year-old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they look too polished, they feel inauthentic. There's a certain language that goes along to the to gifts uh, that that's a little little unpolished, um, and 
sometimes sometimes getting that unpolished look is hard work <laughs> uh isn't easy as it as it seems but um we try to do that a little bit at first when we did the the presidential ones i you know my background in is in radio television production so i kind of pulled out all the stops making it look real fancy and it, uploaded on the Giphy and it just didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel uh, That's That authentic. goes back to that, like, there's no way to really quantify that, is there? I mean, it's just something that you sort of have to see in them as you're looking at that thing cycling over and over and over and over and looping and looping and looping. Like, are, what are you looking for, for a, in the looping of the GIF? Is it, um, when does it start and when does it end? How do you feel that out? Oh, um, that's a delicate process. I, I think with the presidential ones, you know, we tried to get as many takes as we could in the limited amount of time we had with him and um, just sat down, tried to find the best one and wanted the smoothest loop available, depending on the GIF, you know. Um, some where there's like a clear beginning, middle and end sort of story. Uh, you don't really need, it's just gonna loop when the story's over, but some, we try and do where it feels very smooth and very fluid. Uh, so uh, we just kind of have to handle that with a very delicate touch. The thing you just said is fascinating. And I have found it too in the work that I have done with GIFs is this little story inside a piece of animated content that is three seconds long, four seconds long at the most, that it does have a beginning, a middle and an end that makes sense when the users see it. What's that like for you as you're making those things that you're that you're watching that is like, oh, I can start this just a few frames later. Is it that sort of micro editing? Definitely. It comes down, you know, really find, finding that starting with that right expression. Because if, if the GIF is too long, it just doesn't really work very well. Um, so um, find, exactly, it comes down to finding just the right frame to start with and the right frame to end with and, and going with that. Because people will, a good gift you can watch forever. It gets more oh, yeah. entertaining the more that you see it. The more loops that go, the more stuff you discover, the more you connect with it, and the more that you like it. So we've got a, a few more minutes. I want to ask you, have students used the gifts that you've made for your school? Yes, quite often. Uh, Has athletics used it? Yes, we have seen athletics use it. Have uh, admissions use it for prospective students? Um, being that I, I run the admissions account, yes. <laughs> <laughs> have alumni used it? Uh, yes, everybody. Pretty much everybody on campus has used. Does it. Does the community it. use it? Yes. Have they used it for science reactions? You know, I, I'm trying. To, I don't think I've seen a science reaction yet. I do have a science-specific GIF sticker, but the the problem with the stickers is, you know, there's really no way to listen for the. I've, I've, that one gets used a lot, but I've never actually seen it because it's mostly peer to peer. Um, do uh, have people use it against you? Not yet, and that's something that I think is a major concern. Um, but and, and before we went into the project, you know, there were some people that asked about that, and really the answer was it's no different than any other piece of content. A photo of the president could that we put out there could easily be altered in Photoshop, just as what much as a GIF could be used, you know, against us when somebody's angry. So, really the way we approached it was, hey, you know, we can't not put content out there because we're afraid somebody's going to say something bad about us. It's just, it's going to happen and we roll with the punches. But so well, far, fingers crossed. So far. <laughs> um, one of the things that I've noticed is I can make a beautiful, beautiful GIF and then I go to upload it to Giphy and Giphy's like, that's too big. Or Twitter's like, I can't take it, it's too, too big. Mm -hmm. Do you check that before you make the GIF? How do you size it correctly? 
Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I have run into that that issue a couple of times. Generally, when I'm making them uh, in Photoshop, I can resize them and make them a little bit smaller. Um, so I'll, I'll do that. But I have gotten to the point where I've had a really nice looking GIF and like it's pained me to shrink it down a little bit. But that's part of it. It kind of it goes back to, to it looking and feeling authentic. There are certain limitations within the medium of a GIF that are personally, I find kind of liberating, you know, if, when I'm making a, a video, I've got all of, you know, Adobe Premiere at my fingertips. Well, I don't have that with a GIF. And I think sometimes coloring with the smaller box of crayons actually forces me to be more creative. So I like that. Um, so I, one of the things uh, that um, the show is about is to give people uh, um, resources that they can use in the future. Are there, and I went through Giphy last night and over the past weeks and looking at some other schools that are using uh, the GIFs out there. And I found a couple, uh, many, actually many universities have Giphy channels now. The ones that I found most were the same sort of stuff that we have made with the mascots. I think you're the only one that I have found so far that has sort of the president going along with it, that high of leadership. A lot of schools have athletics uh, mm -hmm. focused GIFs, like highlights and stuff. So that's something that people can go resources if there's, uh, recruitment videos or videos that have been shot for athletics, you can use that to turn into GIFs and start a Giphy channel. One I found that I loved was the West Virginia U, which is at West Virginia U on Giphy. They have taken some GIFs of aerial shots and promotional videos, and then they've put text of positive tweets oh, for their school cool. over the GIFs to make this sort of like really value added uh, gifts that people can use. So I thought those were really beautiful. So the other ones that I loved, um, there is a Texas AMU, which is T-A-M-U on uh, Giphy, which has great stuff. Western Illinois is at Western Illinois on Giphy. Uh, Florida State University. I also looked for, and we didn't really talk about this. I, I'm going to take a couple of minutes to ask about Giphy Stories, because that is a powerful storytelling tool that I myself am still trying to figure out how to use more. Have you used Giphy Stories? Yes. Uh, and before we go, I, I want to second you with uh, Texas A&M and University of Florida. Their Giphy channels are incredible. They're yeah. fantastic. Um, I kind of looked at them for inspiration pretty regularly. <laughs> um, but as far as the stories go, the way I use them is kind of creating a gift pack for certain occasions. So we have like a graduation pack and kind of couple all of our graduation themed gifts or a, we've got a presidential pack with our greatest hits of the president, um, a uh, sort of back to school pack. So um, that way we can just share a, a link on Twitter directly to just those specific gifts. And that's been really useful. When I was going through some of the metrics, uh, so the, my most successful GIF with the mascot has been um, the uh, GIF where the person goes, oh, you, and then like, hey. So that one, for some reason, the mascot really, the mic drop, not as much, popcorn eating, not as much. But I was surprised to see that it wasn't slow clap. It was that which got the most views. So I was a little surprised by that. But when I was going through the metrics, some of the ones, so I've done Giphy stories for uh, convocation. Like here's people coming in, here's the chancellor talking, here's people reacting, you know, sort of give the the GIF timeline of how things went. And I noticed that th some of those GIFs have very high view numbers, but I don't think people are using them for reactions. So the thing that that told me was that the Giphy stories, people mm -hmm. look at them in there. Exactly. So that was a pretty powerful storytelling tool and way to package out the GIFs to share them with users that they can see a bunch of them at one time.
Definitely. They're really exciting. And when I went through looking at a bunch of channels, I'm like, okay, I'm only going to, because there's so many schools on Giphy, I'm just going to pick the ones that have five stories or more. That was hard to find. Giphy stories, I think, are uh, uh, an area of growth for GIF making out there. Well, and it's also um, just kind of the details of, of a well-rounded Giphy channel. You have those, you, you right. visit it, you see, oh, this person, they, they, they've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, last thing I wanna ask you about, is accessibility is a huge discussion in uh, higher ed social media. There's nothing more accessible than a GIF for people who are deaf or hard of hearing, because there's no audio. Right. You've gotta either add captions to say what the person in the GIF is saying, you have to add some words on there. But I haven't had any experience like with screen readers for people who are blind or visually impaired. Have you heard anything about that? No, and that that I think is where GIFs are sorely lacking. And I've got my fingers crossed. I've, I've added, I, I know it won't do a darn like a good, but I've added Jack and uh, Biz <laughs> and said, hey, can you guys do something to, to you know, let us add alt text to, to gifts um, and really there's other than adding alt text within the gifts a gift description in your tweet which you know if you don't have the characters is most impossible to do um, that's really the only way to make it fully accessible yeah and so there's these tools that users want to use the internet is trying to catch up with making sure that they're accessible for everybody out there but i don't think that that is i think that finding the real estate in your tweets to describe your gif is a priority but that's the balance of when you're doing some social media stuff how do you find that like when do you say a and d and and when do you use the ampersand right. and? like when you're crafting these tweets it all just comes down to your personal choice and the message that you are saying um my last question for you, John Stephen, is why do we keep having this conversation? I love gifts. I know you love gifts. Why aren't more people using them out there? Um, I, I think there's a fear to uh, to creating them that you know there's a, a misconception that it's really difficult or time consuming when it's not. Um, you know, our both the the uh, mascot gifts and our presidential gifts that was about two days of work. Um, you know, it was a half hour in the studio and another day or two of just editing, ed actually another day of editing and another day to hear back from the president to have him go, I approve these gifts, use them. <laughs> um, it didn't take much time at all to, to really, really craft and for the reward, you know, that we got out of it, how much engagement interaction and how often they're used. I, I think it was probably the, the most efficient use of time that you could could really get out a, a social media project right now. And the learning curve is pretty small. Once you've done one or two or three, you know how to do it. You can get it to be pretty streamlined in your workflow. Exactly. John Stephen, thank you so much for taking, I know there's stuff happening on your campus that you're monitoring. There's happening on campuses all over. So um, of course, uh, thoughts and prayers with your campus today as you deal with what may be a sad issue, but I won't go into that. I just wanna say that since we're personally talking right now and you've taken some time away from what is some social listening that you have to do, thank you very much for taking the time. Glad to be here, thanks for having me. Um, and we didn't see any questions come up, but you can of course, uh, tweet at me or tweet at John Stephen or tweet at Higher Ed Live. They will get those questions out there. John Stephen and I love to talk about gifts, don't we? Of course. As I've, <laughs> I've said many times before, it's like asking me to talk about social is like asking a five-year-old to talk about their favorite dinosaur. I'll keep going and going. And they can, you, you're talking about it a couple other things going on later this year too, right? It's sort of your stock and trade now talking about oh. gifts. Oh, talking about gifts and pretty much all things social. 
Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, John Stephen. Um, go search. So if you want to follow some GIFs on Twitter to get inspired, follow Giphy on Twitter and follow Tenor on Twitter. Tenor is another GIF channel, another GIF keyboard stuff. We didn't really talk about that much. I'm not a huge fan of Tenor, but I know Tenor is another search tool that people, I have a Tenor channel, um, but I have to be careful not to post the same GIF to both channels because it gets double searched. Uh, but that's another one. So follow Giphy or Tenor on Twitter. Go search University on Giphy. You can find a bunch of other people out there. John Stephen, thank you so much. And thanks, as always, to our program sponsor, M. Stoner, and to our producer, Bianca, who is out there listening, I'm sure. Uh, great episode. Looking forward to sharing this with our friends. Thank you, John Stephen. Thanks, Andrew. Bye.